Welcome to Being in Business, the podcast with me, Lou Portis, the podcast for soul-centered female entrepreneurs who want to encourage more ease, balance, flow, and joy into their businesses. Before we get started today, I wanted to extend a special welcome to you to come over to join me in the Self-Worth and High Vibes Club, which is my Facebook group. It's a place where I share both mindset and tech know-how, tips, hacks and knowledge and I am growing my community there all the time. It would be great if you could come over and join us and you will find a link to do that in the show notes. Now on with the show. Hey everyone and welcome back to Being in Business the podcast with me Lou Portis. Today I am joined by Tara Chatzakis of Tara Chatzakis Coaching. Tara and I have been in each other's world for the last three or four months and she is a business startup coach, law of attraction practitioner and podcaster and her purpose is to empower women to step into their true potential and bring more light into the world and I cannot wait to learn more about the law of attraction. It's something that I have been aware of for a long time but I would just love to know from somebody who is an actual practitioner. So what brought the law of attraction into your life, Tara? Oh, the law of attraction. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of attracted it into my life. (laughs) Um, The law of attraction is working constantly every single day for everybody, whether we believe it or not. And about nine, ten years ago now, I was going through a, a terrible marriage and everything was really crap. And... I was at a really like low point and the law of attraction made itself known to me and or the universe made itself known to me. And that set me off. I'd already be sort of been looking at a few things, like some of these quotes that you see online. You're like, Ooh, what's all that about? Why, how does that resonate with me? And then the universe appeared to me as in, it gave me a massive hug when I was like really, really upset and sobbing. And that just set me off on, oh my goodness, who else has experienced this? And why is this mm. happening? And why why is, why is was the bad experience happening to me? Because mm. um, I felt like a victim at the time, which now um, I don't. Now I know that it was a blessing for me to, to have to go through that because it, it set me off on this new path. And that's what the mm. universe needed me to do. Wow. And so nine or 10 years, and have you been... What does consistency looks like in terms of um, practicing the law of of attraction? Well, as I said, you know, it's it's working every day anyway. Um, And there have been periods where I've consciously manifested and really worked on what I wanted to attract. And then there have been slips where I've not really thought about it and sort of gone off and carried on the same routine kind of wheel and had the same kind of results all the time and then snapped Mm. back into it. And it wasn't until um, probably seven years ago now, I think it was about seven years ago, that I, that I trained to be a law of attraction practitioner because I thought there's got, there's got to be something that I'm missing that I don't know. Um, and I want to learn more about it. So it was one of the guys from The Secret. It was Dr. Joe, uh, Joe Vitale. Uh, oh, yes. Um, and he was offering a, a law of attraction practitioner course. And I thought, well, that's what I'm going to do. Um, so I trained with that and still, you know, there's still periods where I'm not 
consciously manifesting because you know life gets in the way and you get trapped and yes. get caught up in things that are happening um but it's much more of a, a, a consciousness of what's happening and why it's happening and what I can do to actually change it that, that brings me back to it all the time mm, interesting and do uh, do you find that in those periods where you slip and you're not consciously doing it that you actually can take the lesson from those periods you know by comparison to the periods when you are actively in that um, mode yeah and I guess that's probably why why that happens you know there's there's there are things that we that we experience in our lives and there those experiences are things that we have to go through um some of them are, are, are not very pleasant some of them are okay but there are there are things that we have to overcome to change the kind of person that we are to bring us to a to a new direction and so I feel that even when I've had periods of not consciously manifesting, of just going with the flow, mm. those are the times that I've learned the greatest lessons. And I think mm. that that's part of why those periods have occurred in my life, because I've needed to go through them to get a better understanding yes. of the universe, the law of attraction, and also to gain, to gain better skills so I can help more people with different things as well. Yes, yeah. The, the trick I think isn't it is to in life whether we're talking about law of attraction or not is to actually look for the lesson in those times um yeah because there always is one you might have to delve deep but there is there is and you know we life happens for us not to us so we're not victims of our lives these the things that are happening are to enhance our lives and make us realize our true potential much more because otherwise if we weren't experiencing these things chances are we'd just keep going through the motions you know going getting up going to work coming home watching tv getting up going to work coming home watching tv and that wheel um just keeps us in it keeps us trapped and it stops us from th of thinking to ourselves hold on a minute this is this is i'm going through this for example how can i use this gift to help mm -hmm. other people um, and, and you know if we're not having any challenges because we're just doing the day-to-day -day normal stuff and everything's running smoothly we you know we die inside what doesn't grow dies it's like a plant you know if you don't water it feed it help mm. it grow it's not going to it's not going to grow into this beautiful flower and it's the same with us if we're not working on ourselves and growing as a person spiritually energetically and you know emotionally then we're not gonna we're not going to become the beautiful flower that that we have within us the seed that's in us can't grow absolutely and that makes me think about how we view these difficult times we all have in life I think often when you're going through them it's easy to imagine that you're the only one that's ever experienced whatever it might yeah. be yeah. but challenges are part of life aren't they and do you does the law of attraction even see the challenges as the universe slapping us around the face or something to <laughs> learn from all of that or something else it's it's all of that isn't it you know from the lot of people that I've spoken to um some of the like, some of the biggest names that you know in their industry type of thing they've they've built these massive successful businesses they're really happy they've got fantastic family lives um but none of them 
just suddenly sort of came out of school and thought, right, I'm going to start this business and and gone that way. Mm. Nearly all of them have, well, all of them have started something, doing something else, maybe working for somebody, I don't know. And quite often it's a health issue that's made them stop. And it's, some of them are, are quite severe health issues. Um, and it's made them look at what they're doing and reassess it and then take a different path. And I think we get sort of... Um, little signs from the universe all the time you know maybe you should look at that and you, you have like little thoughts in your head and ideas or dreams and maybe I should look at that and do that and oh I haven't got time right now and then the universe is like hold on a minute I've been giving you these signs for bloody mm. ages you're not listening right here take this and then it's like a slap in the face and then you're like whoa okay now I have to sit back and now I have to really look at at what's happening and, and reassess things. And, so, and we do, as humans, we need a good slap every now and again to make us sit up and look at what's happening. Mm. Yes, it was definitely, it was a health issue for me. And actually I asked, as it happens on my Facebook, over Easter, I think it was, do you think that in order to begin this journey back to ourselves, something mm. always has to precipitate it? So what would you say to that? Most definitely, <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, it was, it wasn't health. It was um, my marriage, you know, I was in a, an abusive marriage and I, I was one of those people that thought, okay, well, I'm married, that's it for life. And, you know, as we say, you've made your bed now, lie in it type of thing. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was that and, and the realization that I, I didn't have to stay there. I could change it. And like I say, I had, I had this hug from the universe. And at that time, I was like really, really at a low point. I was sobbing. I felt, I just felt as though I didn't know what else to do. There was nowhere for me to go. Um, I was living in Greece at the time. And mm -hmm. when I had this hug, I just felt so supported and loved and safe. And I knew that I was going to be okay no matter what I chose to do. I was always going to be supported by this energy that was surrounding me, um, which I hadn't actually realized and, and taken a look at before. And I probably had had a few, like we said, um, nudges, mm. but I'd refused to actually accept it until it hit me in the face. And, and from that, I've taken lots of, people call me brave, I just think I'm stupid sometimes, actions that I do stuff. And um, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this. And I go off and I do it. And then I'm like, afterwards, like, oh, God, did I think that through? Well, it's too late now. I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so like I came back from I came back from Greece and I'm originally from Yorkshire. And I thought, well, I'm not going there. It's far too cold. I've been living in Greece for 12 years. So I thought, what's going to be the warmest place in, on the, in the UK? I thought the Isle of Wight. So I came to the Isle of Wight. Um, didn't know anybody. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just, I had wondered what brought you there. Now I know. Yeah, I just thought, you know what? It's really pretty there. You just go on holiday. Um, so we'll go there. My parents actually came at the same time. So they came with us, me and my three daughters. And you know what? It's like, it was a crazy, one of the crazy things I did. It's like when I went to Greece, it was crazy as well. But um, I just like, no, I've got to do this. And I absolutely love it now. And I've got some great friends. And yeah, this feels like home now. Um, but yeah, I do things sometimes that, because I, I, I think I know that I'm going to be supported in the back of my mind. I know that I can make it no matter what. And I've always had that in my mind. I haven't, hadn't realised until I'd had this experience um, like nine, ten years ago. Mm. And 
so you mentioned you just knew you were going to be safe and supported which resonated with me because I think that's such an important part of what empowers us to jump off the metaphorical cliff and do the thing that we need to do to move forwards is that knowing a necessary part of, of then being able to go on and manifest your dreams no because the universe supports us anyway whether you're aware of it or not the universe its main purpose is to love and support you no matter what your choice is um you know when you're growing up to get into religion you know people talk about god and how you must be this kind of person otherwise god doesn't love you even though god's apparently supposed to be um all loving Mm -hmm. and all you know yeah Um, but so the universe is supports you no matter what you should it doesn't judge you on what you want to do it doesn't say well that's you're you're a bad person so you can't make money because I I don't like you type of thing or you're a good person so you deserve this um whatever you choose is what the universe is like yes okay you want that you've got it it's yours and it brings it to you because it wants you to have it and it wants to support and love you all the time and quite often we block that because we are like, oh, I don't think I deserve it or I don't think I'm worthy. So I'm not going to pursue that. Or by thinking those thoughts that I don't deserve it, I'm not worthy. It's blocking the abundance or the love coming to you. Um, so we're the one that put the li- ones that put the limitations on what's happened in our lives. If we just released it and believed then things would start to flow more easily because, as I said, the universe wants you to have it and it wants it to bring it to you. Mm. And that's where the secret begins, isn't it? But I don't, I've, I've read it. And yeah. have, as somebody who has read it and understands a bit of it, I would imagine that that is probably just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to living the law of attraction. Um, yes. Sorry, carry on. No, you go on. Um, yeah, so the, the secret was very good at, at, at awakening people, you know, opening their eyes a little bit to what is possible. Um, but I think a lot of people took away from it that they just sit on their sofa and, and think, okay, well, I want this to happen, and poof, it was going to appear. Exactly that, yes. Yes, and that's why a lot of people got um, disheartened by it because it, I don't think it went into enough depth, even though some of the things that they, the guy said, because I watched it the other day, actually, with my kids. Um, funnily enough, I was looking for mm. something to watch. And I thought, oh, I'll just pop it on Netflix. So I did. And my kids have never even seen it. And I, I'm like, how can they have never seen it? <laughs> I know I've watched it quite a few times. I like watching things like that. Yes, it's always good to sort of, like, get immersed in it again. Yes. Um, so what the guys were saying were were really like some of it was quite profound but because if you're watching it for the first time for example you might have the understanding that you just sit back and the universe does it all for mm. you but you know if that was the case if you could just suddenly sit there and think okay I want this poof and it was there like a genie you'd have all sorts of shit in your life I'm sorry you'd be having like I don't know elephants running down the street or you know you'd have a massive six foot mosquito in your bedroom there's all sorts of stuff that you've put into your head that you actually really don't want but you're just thinking about them and if you could manifest that quickly then there'd be a lot of stuff we'd be returning a lot of stuff it'd be like amazon wouldn't it take this back i don't want it anymore 
Yes. Yeah, and I get free postage too. To yeah, I return it back free of charge. Please take it away. <laughs> so, I, you know, you have to start. You have to really want it, and you have to focus on it because, like, the the space that you see around you is not. It's not empty because there are no voids in the universe. There is n- there is nothing that is empty. Um, so the, the the space that you see around you is just unmanifested potential energy, and you can tap into that whenever you want. And then the more you focus on what you really want, and not as in oh please I really want this, as in that kind of just it can't come from a lack. A feeling of lack because that that supports the fact that you actually don't have it so the more you tap into focusing on the things that you want and and feeling gratitude for them being in your life the easier it is for things to start manifesting and things start happening in the background and you know for example if you wanted um a million pounds for example if you're focusing on that and the feeling that's connected to that things start to shift and opportunities start to arise and you'll meet different people or different opportunities and situations come into your life and they're the ones that are shaping it so you have to take steps towards what you want it's kind of like a a proof that yeah this is this is what I really want because if you didn't really want it you wouldn't be working towards it you wouldn't be taking action and action's a really important point but for like for every step you take, the universe will take three. But if you're not taking that first step, then you're not moving in the direction of the things that you want. Mm. Yes. And just stepping back a bit, you said that um, if you coming at this from a place of lack. Yeah. Then that's not going. These are not your words, clearly. That's not going to help you in your pursuit of manifesting. So how do we switch ourselves from that place of lack which many of us are when we come to discover law of attraction yeah and to feeling feeling into this from a place that doesn't match our current reality so when our brains are wired to protect us and they always have been so they you know they're the brain's job is to look out for um danger or things that are going to um hurt us kind of thing and so that's why we constantly focus on the bad things you know we focus on the debt or we focus on the unhappy relationship or the saber-toothed tiger chasing us down the street that kind of thing you know we're looking for things that we're always looking for things that are going to go wrong Mm -hmm. just so we can find our best escape route type of thing so we have to sort of we have to rewire the brain so that it's it's not its prim- its primary focus isn't all the time to look for the what if shit goes wrong kind of scenario. So you know, looking at if if you're getting yourself into a, a state of gratitude, yes. uh, a feeling of gratitude, that's a great place to come from, and then focusing on the things that you want. Um, and if that's a struggle, because sometimes you know you say I, I will I want this big house or I want this amount of money or I want this thinking about those things can cause a bigger feeling of lack because you're looking at it and you're thinking but I don't have it right now yeah that makes you feel even sadder so it puts you more into a lack situation Mm. so you know you need to have your goals you need to have your dreams and you need to focus on them at some point you know during the day in order to um, shift your vibrational energy to one of 
um, abundance, gratitude is really great. And that's that's a way of focusing on what's going really well in your life right now, what you're happy about. Because if you're happy about, you know, for example, your relationship with your family or where you live, focusing on that and giving thanks for that, it's not going to bring more of that into your into your reality. It's going to bring more things that make you feel that good into your reality, which could uh. be more money or a better relationship or whatever it is. So being grateful for what you've got. So I created a, a gratitude journal because a gratitude journal is really good for raising your vibrational energy. But most gratitude journals are just blank pieces of paper. And they say, oh, there you go, off your pop, start gratitude journaling. And I, I did. did it. Yeah, <laughs> I did it for a while. And I was like, damn, I'm writing the same stuff every single day. I'm just like, I am grateful for my kids. I am grateful for my health. I am grateful I have food. And then by day five, I'm like, oh, God, blow this off. I can't be bothered anymore because it's just the same stuff. And I didn't get excited. So I created my own gratitude journal so that I could have prompts. And I know it sounds daft, but things like being grateful for your bills. Because every time you get a bill, instead of thinking, oh, my God, have I got enough money to pay it, which is focusing on the lack. Yes. Give thanks for that bill. You know, that bill is your electricity bill. And you're like, oh, my God, thank you so much to my Southern Electricity Board for providing me with the electricity, which means I've got lights in the house. I've got hot water. I've got the Internet. All these things that it's providing you and give thanks that somebody has given you that. Like your water bill. You don't have to walk 50 miles with a bucket on your head to get some water you're paying a bill because somebody's bringing it to you and you're really lucky to have that. You're really blessed to be in that situation. So giving thanks for things around you that might seem a bit normal and mundane, you don't really think about, but they're making your life better and they're giving, they're blessing your life with, um, with lots of things that make your life easier. And you are really, really, um, abundant because you've got all these things that some people don't have so you need to give thanks for those things and not just think oh my god not another bill mm. yes and that is I would imagine I'm going to start doing it as of today yeah. gratitude is one of those things which has come and gone for me but not in this kind of directed way I would imagine it's a process of making that from being something brand new to being something that you don't even think about doing yeah, there's, lo yeah. there's lots of things you know even like if you're in a job that you're not happy with find things that you like about it it could be things like I'm I'm so grateful that I am in this safe office and it's heated in the winter and there's a toilet here and I have a parking space that's free or something Find the good things that you really love, that, that you're blessed to have, even if you don't like your job. There, there, there are things that you can give thanks for, and that's the you're going to start kicking the universe into, right, okay, let's give us some more of that good stuff that she really likes. And it could be in, this, in the shape of a new job, or it could be in your own business, or a new relationship, or something. But the universe is going to reward you for whatever you've got in your life that's a void that needs filling with some more good stuff. Mm. Ah, I see. It's all starting to slot into place now. It's like, yay! I, the, the starting point is the, was the secret for me. Yeah, but it's 
you're making the connections which I imagine is what you do when you work with your clients but on a much bigger scale than we're able to do in the short <laughs> podcast yeah well people don't people have a lot of people have watched the, the secret so they do have that the same idea that you just said and they can't shift it into working in their lives because there is more to it than just sitting down and and asking the universe for something um but it's actually knowing how to make that shift and knowing how to um kickstart the law of abundance in your life because as i said you know you it's it's working from the day you're born everything that's happened you have to some degree manifested and that's not to say that you know people who have been through um terrible situations wanted that to happen it's a, it's something that's it could be like um with a health issue it could be your energy being trapped in your body and that is causing dis-ease in your body rather than ease and flow so you know it's it's often a wake-up call because you've you've stopped something you've stopped yourself from living your true potential and being in the flow of abundance that you are naturally born to be in and I think we do that through you know through childhood when we're growing up and because when we're kids we're like yes I'm going to be an astronaut yes I'm going to be a ballerina oh my god and I'm going to have this time I'm going to do that and and we've got all this imagination which we should be having we should be living like that but we get to, we start to grow. People going now. Nah, come on, let's re- let's be realistic. Your English isn't that good, or you haven't re- you're not very good at science, so you can't obviously go down that route. And and people start pressuring you, pushing you down, or you know we don't live in that kind of neighbourhood. You're never going to have um, that kind of money because we don't come from that kind of society or that kind of community. And all your dreams start to get pushed down into this little box that other people are making for you. And it comes to the point, like, you get to choosing your GCSEs, for example, and say, what do you want to choose? And you're like, oh, I don't know, because I'm crap at this. I'm not very good at that. And I'm never going to get there. So I don't know. And you choose something that's probably not even right for you. But you choose something based on other people's limitations of what you can achieve, or what your true potential is. And then we, we it just goes on from there, doesn't it? Yes. I think is it between 18 and 20, sort of roughly around there, um, our biggest beliefs are sort of formed during that time. And that's the period when people are telling you that you can't do stuff. You shouldn't follow that. You shouldn't try and do that because that's not going to work and you've no chance of that succeeding. Or, you know, money doesn't grow on trees and, you know, you've got to work hard for your money. All these things are coming into your head and they're just squashing you down and, and it's, each time it squashes you down, it's like a building brick around you that's building up, that's just blocking the flow of abundance in all directions. And you've got to rip that freaking wall down and just, you know, get rid of those blocks in order to allow the universe to get to you because you all these bricks around you are the, the universe is kind of bouncing off them. It can't it can't even get in. It's knocking on the door. Let me in. And you're like, nope. I got another brick. I'm going to put another one up. I'm going to put another one up until you've got this massive wall. And then the universe is like, right, okay, I'm going to knock some sense into you. And however that is of slapping the face from the universe to try and get, try and get those blocks down so that it can get to you and bring you what you deserve and what you're worthy of. Yes. And, 
thinking about that period in our, in our lives as well, many of us, me included as students at that time, and I don't know whether it's the same now, I'm in my 40s, so things may have changed. <laughs> However, I remember what you hear about students is that students are poor. You know, yeah. this, I went to university, I was the last year that anybody got a grant. So there was that, for, for the period I was at university, there was all of the, you know, protests and stuff about students can't afford to do it any other way than with, you know, with grants and things like yeah. that. And it's really interesting to think back to that and think how that can create limiting belief. Well, it probably has created limiting yeah, beliefs in me. Yeah. And yeah, because we think actually, we hear a lot about the formative time for, for, for people in terms of learning is, I think, between the ages of three and seven. Yeah. So to hear you talk about that um, period, 18 to 20, it's a bit of a, wow, light bulb moment. Yeah, well, it's, it's true. You know, we I was a student then and I was like, oh, I'm a poor student because everybody was a poor student. Yeah. That's what we were told we were supposed to be. Yeah. And, you know, you, you don't attract other, other finances or sources of, of free opportunities that will enhance your life because you're thinking, no, this is me. This is my period in life. This is how it's supposed to be. And I'm not supposed to have any money and then this that, and the other. And, and then you take that into your, into your twenties with the, with the mindset of, well, I've been a poor student. Um, I am poor. I've got to work really hard to get out of this debt and blah, blah, blah. And, and then you just setting it off on a spiral because, you know, each one of those thoughts is another brick mm. blocking the universal flow. We've got to get that brick, those bricks taken down, smash through that wall. Yeah, let's smash it. Let's smash it down. Get a sledgehammer out. Come on. Get oh, rid yes, of it. Yes, please. So to so we've talked a lot about the personal impact and value and effect of the law of attraction. How does it impact the way that you or we can show up in our businesses? Does it make can you use it to make the flow in business easier or are the two things distinct? No, definitely. It's it's all part of the same thing. So, you know, as a lot of people are aware, when, when, they, when they want to start a business, they, let's say, I always use an accountant, and I'm really sorry to accountants, but this is just it's the first <laughs> profession that comes to my head. I think it's because it begins with A. But let's say you're an accountant and you're like, okay, I want to start my own business. I've been working in this company for however long. I'm going to start my own accounting business. Um. And then you start your own accounting business. It might be doing all right, but it's not flourishing. And that's because it's not necessarily what you should be doing. It's not what you're passionate about necessarily. You, you could be passionate about cooking or painting or something or teaching. But you think, I've got to do this because I'm, I'm in this box. This is me. I mm -hmm. am an accountant. And that's me for the rest of my life. That's what I've got to be doing. But it's not true. You're breaking free and you need to be doing something that you're passionate about because then once you're in alignment energetically and with your soul and you love what you do, that's that creates a, a bigger business, a better business. You know, you attract clients that you love working with because you're doing what what's right for you energetically and what your purpose is rather than just what you think you should be doing because somebody told you you were good at maths, so you should be good going into accountancy school. Mm. You know, you, 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 once you're in alignment with your business, things flow 
much more easily and things come to you better Mm. yeah I definitely experienced that and going back to um actually I uh, had an interview for a podcast just before yours and we were talking about these periods where we step out of alignment with our truth I guess Mm -hmm. and uh don't take care of ourselves in our businesses in you know in the way that we would tell others to do say so for me um I have long been all about it's it's not all about sitting at your desk repeating what you knew as an as a corporate employee yeah up until three weeks ago I spent about three months doing exactly that and everything (laughs) stalled because that's what you're conditioned to do, isn't it? It was like, yeah. well, I've got, and I'm, and I'm working for myself, so I have to work even harder than I was in my biz, in my corporate world, because it's my business. And you know, people say you don't make money in the first year of your business, or you got to work really hard when you're self-employed, because you know you've got to do all the jobs, and it's really hard to make a living when you're self-employed, and that comes into your head immediately as well. So you sit in the front of the computer for. 10 12 hours a day because and weekends because you must be there yes yes Mm. even if it's not you don't actually you don't stop to think whether being there is productive do you no because because in your corporate or your non-corporate but in an employed scenario yeah actually they don't care so much about whether you're productive as that you're seen to be productive that you're seen to be sitting at your desk if you're in it I was a lawyer yeah you know yes I I had to record time and so on and so forth but it wasn't it wasn't about productivity it it was about well, it was about money at the end of the day and not in a expansive way yeah just so they could actually physically see you there yeah yeah, yeah. exactly mm. exactly you know and, and they're controlling you to be you will be here until I say you can go home exactly and that is why when the world had to start working at home, I was like celebrating. No, I wasn't celebrating COVID, but I was no. celebrating the fact that employers were going to have to see that they could trust their employees to not be right under their nose. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's it's really important to for them to see that people people know what they're doing and mm. you know, keep keep paying them whatever you're paying them for the salary, but don't demand that they're there for 40 hours a week or more you know if they've got their work done let them do the rest of the week off do you know what I mean if they've done what they need to do for the whole week why are you forcing them to stay there when they don't need to yeah and also I remember vividly the number of times I would sit at my desk feeling completely just brain dead for one of another expression you know completely just disconnected (laughs) from it and thinking why can I not get up walk out of this building and walk around the park that's right next door. Yeah. Which will refresh me and then come back. Yeah, because you've got to clock out of news. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I've been there as well. Just sat there looking at the, at the computer. Yeah. It, and thinking, and it's... I want to be somewhere else because I have nothing to do. And I'm just sat here wasting my time. Yeah. Or for me, it often was, I needed my brain to be at, switched on to a certain level to solve people's legal problems. And you can't sustain that for, from nine to five with no, no. lunch. No, you and can't. It was, and it was that I just need to step away. And I do it now, actually. I do actually step away from it and go for a walk around the block, 
because you know you reach a point where you just can't anymore and actually research has shown that the average office worker working nine to five is productive for just over two hours and 50 minutes a day yeah i thought it was two and a half so yeah (laughs) yeah and yet we still persist in that working model sorry no i I had a period yesterday i was sat on monday i was sat at the computer and i'd done what i was doing and then i was still sat there and I was looking at Facebook and then I was looking at this and I was like, what are you doing? Get Just shut the computer down. You have nothing to do this very second. Just get outside in the garden. <laughs> but it was still the mentality sometimes of like, oh, well, I'm here now. What else can I do? I was like, well, nothing, Tara. Just give yourself a break because, you know, you and, deserve it. <laughs> and that, I think, is linked to our perception of time, isn't it? This is some epiphany yeah. I've had in the last couple of weeks for me and I don't know whether you feel this as well that often I keep myself there if, if I'm in that mindset because mm. I've got this feeling that time is running out and if I don't use all of the time I could use then I'm wasting time yes I actually had something like that this week as well like when I was doing the social the messing on social media mm. I thought to myself why do I okay I've got this couple of hours between doing something why do I need to fill it is it going to make a difference to my business if I don't do anything for this two hours or at least one of them? I was like, no, it's not. So no. why am I forcing myself to stay here just because I'm, it's like a break between two things. Yeah. I just put the computer down. I went outside. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I did that on Monday. Mm. And I think this is, there's, there's a conversation to be had here around the fact that that way of being, you know, the nine to five came from Henry Ford and needing to make his his Ford factories as productive as possible and that's where it where it started um and I think this that structure is very a very masculine energy yeah it is we're talking and what we've just been talking about is more of the divine feminine energy and just to be clear to anybody who's listening we're not I'm not here pitting men against women because we all have the masculine and the feminine energy between us between us inside us even (laughs) and I think right now we're on a journey to figuring out what that actually means because we've been pitted against each other gender wise for so long Mm. that not many of us know that we've got both energies inside us how does that energy work into play i know that law of attraction is about energy where does the masculine feminine energy fit into it there has to be a balance um between them both like they have the yin and the yang it has to be that that 50 50 balance and if one's stronger than the other um it can it causes like a disruption in in the energy well in the energy of the world because you know what we put what we are how we feel and our energy goes out into the world and affects every single person around us and and worldwide mm. um, so I was we were, I was having this discussion yesterday and, and I was I was talking about it because like the, the business world has is always been predominantly male orientated and you know it's it's mainly men who run the large corporations yeah and the the male um, energy is very um, get stuff done, get it done now, make the sale, do this, do that. And the woman's energy is much softer 
yeah and it's more about flow and feeling feeling the situation mm. and making it um work in connection with with everything else that's going around um and there's there's definitely an imbalance in the business world that the majority of the business world is male is masculine energy and even like the women that are in there quite often because they're surrounded by so much male energy they have to bring out more of their masculine energy as well in order to compete and to stay yeah. in the game and they're they're having to suppress their female energy their feminine energy because it's not always welcome in the boardroom which is crazy because women bring a different element to it and you know the the whole of nature is a perfect balance of male and female masculine and feminine mm. but we're we're not allowing that to happen and it's making um huge waves all over the world in business and in life because we're allowing that shift we're allowing that 75 25% shift when it should be 50 50 mm. and you see so many women stepping up into business now, which is absolutely fantastic because they're, they're putting the equilibrium back Yes, by stepping up and, and running their businesses with an, and by doing it in their feminine energy and allowing their feminine energy to grow and impact the business world. And that is just, you know, it, it means a lot to the balance of the planet as we know it. Yes, agreed. And I think also it, I don't know whether gives permission is the right word, but it's making it easier for men to connect slowly but surely, connect in with that that feminine energy within inside them as well. Because it's, as you say, it's yeah. a balance within each of us that then brings yeah. balance in a much wider way, isn't it? Yeah, they weren't allowed to, um, in the, you know, not, obviously not recently, but in the past they weren't allowed to, um, have that feminine side of them showing it had to be extremely masculine and you know some of them didn't feel comfortable with that but they like you say they they weren't allowed to they didn't have permission to to allow that softer side of themselves to come through yeah and just thinking about it I think in my 20s they were, do you remember the phrase new man yes now yeah. and and the the re not the reason, but using that phrase almost meant that there was no way that that man could be alpha male could be yeah what we what we had until around then expected man to a man to be and it's interesting how we use these labels and the new man was was more softer and airy fairy yeah. and Oh, he wouldn't be good at this because he's too yeah. in touch with his feelings. That was said a lot. Yeah, and it people, was. people it were was. embarrassed to be that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It sounds positive at first blush, but it was actually used in an almost derogative way, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. And that's really sad, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Really, mm. a really interesting. It's like my. I would say my husband is not emotionally so much, but in terms of input into the family much more that way but you wouldn't you would never he would never have wanted to be called that mm. no I'm sure yeah because of, of the connotations isn't it yeah yeah golly and that just makes you realize how what how far we we've we've come but how how far there is still left to go in terms of bringing this balance doesn't it yes I think th there is a there 
a huge shift happening. You can feel yes. it. And, you know, and COVID was a universal slap in the face that's that's been a, a, a pivotal portal for, for many people. They've gone, all right, I've been doing this, this job for however long. Actually, I'm not happy. And I've had mm. this COVID period to understand that. Right, what what am I going to do to step out of this and, and do what I'm really passionate about? Because life's too short, and I hadn't actually stopped and thought about it until now. Yeah. So a lot of women are stepping up in business. Um, you know, there were something like seventy was it seven hundred seventy thousand? I can't remember now the figure. New businesses started last year, like just so many. That's because incredible. People, yeah, because people are like, no, I don't want this anymore. I want to do my own stuff. And and a lot of those are women as well. Mm. Um, and they've realized just how powerful they are and, and thinking, well, there's, there, I've got more within me to give. And that's creating a, quite a big shift as well in the universe energetically, isn't it? For sure, for sure. And it's I, it almost feels like it's been accelerated. I think that's what you were, you were saying, really, isn't it? Because yeah. of the state of the world in the over the last 18 months yeah and like you know we said it's, it's the slap in the slap in the face mm. that the universe has given to all of us absolutely <laughs> yes. instead of one of us at a time it's like nope yeah you're all gonna get it now together <laughs> yes absolutely absolutely oh there is so much more to talk about here however <laughs> um i do i i know that that we both have things in our diaries that need attending to so I always ask my guests two questions as we come to the end of the podcast quick fire questions um no pressure then (laughs) (laughs) do not be scared they're good ones so the first one is what does showing up for yourself in your business mean to you showing up for myself means that I allow myself to um put myself first so if I'm needing more time to rest I'll allow myself to do that um if I'm needing to um take time out of the day to meditate or something like that I'll do that as well obviously I'm not going to cancel a a client call and say sorry I'm meditating but uh, you know I allow myself to take care of myself because I am the most important energy in my life because if I'm not in love with myself and don't take care of myself then I can't give my love to other people because my cup's going to be completely empty so I take care of myself too I love that and finally how does showing up for you enable you to show up for your clients more um by working on myself and you know, I still have limiting beliefs that come up because obviously we all do by being able to identify them. Each time I identify a new one, I can help somebody who's going through the same thing at the same time or as a future reference. And I think by improving myself, by by studying, by reading, by meditating, by giving myself um, self-love, I am... Um, giving an example to other people of what they can do as well. And I'm also um, more compassionate and more loving. I've got more loving energy to give to people because I have 
lots myself and I know that it's not going to run out. It's not as though I have this amount and I haven't got enough to give you because I'm going to feel depleted because it's a, it's a continuous topping up of, of loving energy from the universe when I allow it. And that gives that allows me to give infinitely because I know that I'll be replenished infinitely. And that takes us right back to the beginning where you said that you know that you will always be supported and safe, doesn't it? <laughs> I did really well there, didn't I? Yeah, you did. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so, so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank um, you for having I, me. I will pop in the show notes all the links to where um, the listeners can find you. Okay, and, and see you soon. Yep. Thank you so much, Lou. It's been a pleasure. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Being in Business, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure that you subscribe. And I'd love it if you'd also consider leaving a review. They really do make a huge difference. If you'd like to learn more about me, please join me in my free Facebook group, Self-Worth and High Vibes for Female Entrepreneurs, which you'll find in the show notes. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook.